3: Hello, welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Live in New York City, it's Tuesday, December 5th. I'm Jamie Erdahl, there's Kyle Brandt, there's Peter Schrager, and there is uh, the genius, uh, the wonder kid, Jason McCourty. We just played a great game yesterday. Jason McCourty just flat out guessed Pukunuku's 40-time to the 10th the 100th I don't even know how that works with the, with the clock 100th. it was impressive yes
4: mm-hmm. thank you uh, we just did a segment say it ain't slow where I was guessing 40 times I was close on a lot of them yeah. we threw a pro day in there that kind of mixed me up so I gotta go back and look at
3: some Peter what is something that you think you get closest to the pin like that
5: oh I, you know what I think if um, <laughs> we can do resumes of like these college and pro coaches I can give you where they were six years ago <laughs> seven nice. years ago yeah, yeah, yeah. started in high school at Lipscomb, but then of course made the move and yeah
2: I
3: can sure. do all that
5: That's mm-hmm.
2: on you got one Uh, Yeah, I could just guess weights, like, at the circus. They probably still don't do that anymore, (laughs) right?
3: Tom Palacero, good morning to you. Uh, Take it where you will if you want to cover Jake Browning, sure. But also, we are curious about what the latest is with Trevor Lawrence this morning.
6: Well, Jamie, let's start out with Trevor Lawrence. I'm told that the initial diagnosis for him is an ankle sprain. He is going to undergo an MRI today to further assess the damage. When you're talking about ankle sprains, there's different grades and different severities. You're talking about stretched or torn ligaments. So until he gets the further testing, we won't know a ton about how much, if any time, Lawrence potentially could miss. Now, our guy Cameron Wolf was in that post-game locker room yesterday in Jacksonville. He said Lawrence seemed to be in good spirits. He was talking to teammates. They looked relieved as they were having those discussions. Discussions. Lawrence did leave the locker room on crutches and they gave him a walking boot for that ankle. It's been a long season physically for Trevor Lawrence. Remember, he suffered that knee injury early in the season. He was dealing with that for weeks, finally got healthy just in the past couple of games here now dealing with the ankle as well. If he cannot go, it would be C.J. Beathard who took over last night, most likely being the starter starting this week against Cleveland at a time that Jacksonville's AFC South lead all of a sudden has slipped to one game over both the Colts and the Texans, guys.
2: It has, Tom. But meanwhile, Cincinnati is alive. There was an incredible win. Jake Browning is the new hot name right now. He played in unbelievably last night. We're trying to find out more about him. I mentioned the Google Images. Give us more than that. Tell us more about Bengals quarterback Jake Browning.
6: Kyle, I will definitely be Googling to figure out what you're talking about shortly after this TV hit here. But Jake Browning is one of those guys who he's been in the league since 2019. If you go back through my Twitter feed, which I did just a few minutes ago, you can see how many different times I have tweeted about Jake Browning being cut, being worked out, being signed to a practice squad, elevated, released. He's been around for five years. you so are going back to when the Vikings gave him $140,000 bonus coming out of the University of Washington. Back in 2021, on Back Together Saturday, that was when Kellen Mond, who at the time was on the Vikings, tested positive for COVID. Kirk Cousins Nate Stanley were both close contacts, so there was one quarterback left for a two-hour practice in the stadium. It was Jake Browning taking every rep, and he did really well that night to give himself an opportunity. The other fun fact on Jake Browning, he finished sixth in the Heisman Trophy balloting back in 2016 when he was a sophomore and threw 40-plus touchdown passes at Washington. The rest of that list, guys, in the Heisman balloting that year, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield, uh, Jonathan Allen's on there, Christian McCaffrey, Delvin Cook. Jake Browning was sixth that year, so not a completely unknown name, but he's been through injuries, he's been through a lot of other things, finally getting a chance to shine again in Cincinnati. Awesome.
3: And to go back, I think he was like a high school Gatorade player of the year in the state of California, which is really hard to accomplish as well, given all the talent that comes out of there. So, Tom, nice, Tom. thank you. We mm-hmm. appreciate it. And that's as a sophomore that was on that list.
2: I'm impressed Jonathan Allen was on the list. That's awesome. Yeah, a defensive player. Wow.
3: It's <laughs> so, great. Uh, not having the greatest of time right now, That's all right. Uh, Peter, AFC yeah. playoff picture. Let's quickly
5: dance up here at the go screen ahead. and give it to you. We got the alive thing here. We're not going to talk about these teams. However, Bengals are now 6-6. Six and six. These guys, the Bills, have a huge game against the chiefs Mm -hmm. jaguars were a three seed yesterday they are a four seed now and how interesting that loss makes them eight and four look who's just one game behind Mm -hmm. the Jag, and look who's right there as well the texans who split with jacksonville afc south got really interesting last night and the Bengals with a huge win keeping themselves very much in the lurking column
4: this afc picture is going to be so much fun because you just mentioned and you talked about the afc south but you just look in general Jaguars. We don't know how long Trevor Lawrence is going to be out. We just heard that Mitchell Trubisky is going to be leading the Steelers. We had Joe Flacco on the Browns. He just reverted back to the practice squad. Is it going to be DTR? Is it going to be him? So three of these teams right here that are in the wild card and the division leaders, you're looking for these teams that are lurking. We're looking at quarterbacks and Russ, and we have right here in C.J. Stroud. Can these guys overtake and get back into this conversation? And then when you go to the very top, the Miami Dolphins, the next two weeks have opponents, the Jets, the titans that they have an opportunity to win those and stay at that number one spot but they finish the season with some very tough games including the ravens the buffalo bills and the like so you're going to see a lot going on in this lurking column in the wild card but then also the race to the top to see who can get that first round by is going to be very important down the stretch lurking
2: is outrageous yes. what a group so you look at the quarterbacks okay rookie mm-hmm. super bowl champion mm-hmm. Neophyte, Jake Browning, Madden cover. All right. Wow. I also look at the three of these because they're at a disadvantage in the Texans just numerically. All six and six. I think you have to go four and one to make the playoffs. Probably. You want to get to 10 and seven. So they're not all making it. And for these guys, it starts this weekend. This team coming off the bye, going in Arrowhead, where they've won before in the regular season, and they're not afraid. If they lose this weekend to go to 6-7, and seven, then we're talking about, like, you gotta get out of here. Then you gotta win out the rest of the season you need help. These three teams are massive right now. We thought Denver was gonna be the come-running team. Mm-hmm. Tough loss at the end of the game, Russ. These three I have my eyes on, and don't sleep on Jake Brown. He looked like Drew Brees last night. He did.
3: Next Saturday, exclusively on NFL Network, uh, this game is being played right here at Steelers is Colts. I know we're jumping ahead one week, but that game has massive meaning now as it pertains to the wild card. I Shout out to the schedule makers because, man, they just know the head-to-heads and when you need it badly because I look at the Bills looking up at teams that they have lost to. I look at the Jaguars looking up at teams that they have lost to, like the Chiefs. They still have to play the Ravens yet this season, and the Dolphins just... Can you keep running? Can you keep swimming as fast as your little fins may take you? We will see. Um, Let's take a little bit more into the upcoming uh, week ahead. Uh, We have a game that we would have predicted before this season. Uh, that it might be for home field advantage in the AFC. And it's Bill's Chiefs. Let's focus on Andy Reid's group. Mm-hmm. How feared do you think the Chiefs are right now, Jason, considering what you've seen from them yeah. in an odd way, shape, and form over the last four to five weeks? I
4: think when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, they have Patrick Mahomes. And no matter how much they're struggling, when you have a quarterback like Mahomes, it always gives you a chance. The tough thing for the Chiefs is we keep waiting for the offense to say, all right, they figured it out. They have this guy that's going to be the addition to try." Travis Kelsey, and you look at that game against the Raiders where next thing you know, Rasheed Rice goes off, has over 100 yards, catches that pass, takes it the distance, and then you watch the game versus the Green Bay Packers, and Kelsey is leading him and receiving. The next person is about 50 or 60 yards. So you're still trying to figure out where that's going to come from. There's a lot of Sky Moore on the field. There's a lot of other guys we're seeing in that. The young jokers in there. A guy that we're continuing to wait and see for these guys to step up and be the guy. We saw Pacheco have one of his best games as a running back in the NFL, and they still fall Short to the Green Bay Packers. So when you start talking about fear, I think Mahomes' factor. They still have a lot of fear, but I think you're looking at the AFC picture right now. And obviously, they beat the Dolphins on there. But now you're looking at an opportunity for teams to say, if the Buffalo Bills can take the Chiefs down, we're talking about the Bills kind of being out at that 11 spot, mm-hmm. looking up to everybody. But if they knock the Chiefs down another spot, now you're starting to wonder what's the longevity and where the Chiefs are going to be when it comes
5: to the end. Yeah, last year they went through this. The Chiefs they had their offensive struggles, and they said, well, they'll pick it up, they'll figure it out. They're without Tyreek, but they've got enough guys. And they did. And they did. And it was MVS and it was Juju and it was Sky Moore and it was Tony. It hasn't happened yet this season. Interesting, we saw Shaq Leonard sign with the Eagles yesterday. Mm -hmm. Zach Ertz is really interesting to me. Zach Ertz can still catch passes. The Cardinals were cool enough to grant him his release. And over the weekend I reported on Fox that he's talking to the, or he's considering the Ravens, the Eagles, Mm -hmm. two obvious teams with the Ravens tight Mm end Chiefs to me make so much sense, and I wonder if Kansas City says, I know we've got a few tight ends, and we're good, and Kelsey's the guy, but like we don't care if it's tight end, wide receiver, or what. We need someone else who can catch passes down the stretch. Mm. We need someone who's reliable and who's been there. Zach Ertz in a Chiefs uniform makes a lot of sense wow. to me. Let's see if they go after him and try to pursue that.
3: Peter, did we hear Harbaugh yesterday just pretty much come out and say, like, no thanks, we're not in the sweepstakes I like anymore. our tight end position, yeah. but we'll see.
5: I, yeah. Harbaugh could say that on a Monday and then sure. on Wednesday. It's like, well, it's not, well, yeah, we actually talked about it more since yeah. then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Ertz, to me, is really interesting. He might be the factor here in the AFC as another pass catcher that could take one of these teams over the top.
2: We did our college-style top four teams in the NFL yesterday. I, I think we all had Baltimore. I know I did. Yeah. yeah, The Andrews thing is big. I think he's the second best player in their entire team, and we You know, Lamar loves him. And then when you get to January, is he going to be looking for him. I don't know. All I know is that I think the biggest picture here for this whole thing with Kansas City, even if they end up at two or they stay at three, uncharted waters. If you get to the place where you actually get Mahomes to play a road game, where he has to go to Miami or he has to go, it's never happened. Mm -hmm. Never. The weird Super Bowl, if you want to say the Tampa Bay thing, fine but this would be a new thing for him five, six years, whatever the hell he is into his career, and I think a victory for the AFC. I think when you watch their games, Jason, you're on it. Good things happen when it's Pacheco, when it's Kelsey, and when it's Rice. They seem to have settled on kind of a set of triplets. When you go to the MBS and the Jokers and the Skies, like, it just gets dicey. You know, Watson's had some good moments, he's had some not-so-good Noah some good Gray moments. right there, yeah. It's just, it's, those seem to be the guys that most consistently produce, and I don't know if that's enough. Like, yeah, Peter. We need to bring sand to the beach, and Zach Ertz needs to go to the Mahomes offense. Like, do
5: they need hey, that? They I'm watching this game Sunday night, and they they're on the in the red zone, and Kadarius wow. Tony, what's going on? Inexplicably runs it, mm. doesn't know what the rules are. They get a flag, and yeah. like you got to think, this is now week 14. Like, is Kadarius Tony going to be put in a big spot where he's going to mm. have a key penalty? And they had a lot of penalties and a lot of drops. And like to me, Ertz, that's a safe that's a safety valve. Mm-hmm. Like, it's something. Yeah. I, I don't know if Mahomes would ever put any of these guys under the bus. That's not his style. Mm-hmm. But I have to think Mahomes is so frustrated with these other receivers right now who are just dropping passes, and even Kelsey's dropped a few. That's what's so
4: amazing to me, because as you watch them, there's so many guys that play. Sky Moore's in there. Kadaris Tony's in there. Richie James is in there. So McCole Harmon gets in there. Watson's in there. And Watson's in there, and you're just like... To Kyle's point, if they've settled on their three, why isn't Rasheed Rice in there 90% of yeah, the plays yeah. and trying to figure out how to get mm-hmm. those guys in the exact spots? I'm not questioning Andy Reid. He obviously knows what he's doing. But as they're still trying to figure out, to your point, Mahomes throws a deep one to MVS, and it goes incomplete, and they go right back to Mahomes, and it's the hands on the helmet again, and it looks like they're just mm-hmm. never on the same page.
1: Uh,
3: was, it, was it Rasheed Rice who Andy Reid was referencing? Was it just last week where he said he's working on becoming Patrick Mahomes friendly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is, you can look at that both ways. Like, oh, that's a good thing, but but also, it is to your point, it's week 13, 14. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't we have been friendlier to the quarterback a little earlier no. this season? curious about the Chiefs are they likened to the Eagles in the NFC however the Eagles have won the games or it's been close the Chiefs have yeah. seemingly lost games where they are right in it where's the defense where's the state of the defense of the Chiefs right now because we just listed off 27 names offensively yeah. are they the ones that are keeping them in the games at this point yes
4: their defense has been incredible awesome. this entire season they've, they've willed them through games and kept them in games even to the uh, Raiders game where in the first half the offense was not there and the defense held it down in the second mm-hmm. half the, uh, the offense came Mm -hmm. The issue was the defense didn't play great against the Packers. And next thing you know, they didn't have it on offense to be able to come back and win that game. So that's the question. You're
2: one of these teams, the Wild Cards, and to answer the question about fear, would you rather go to Arrowhead or you want to go to Miami or you want to go to Baltimore? You're a defender on these wild card teams. Would you like, let's take our chances with the Chiefs or we'll mess with that Miami machine?
4: I think this is probably the first year we can say it where I think you talk about the Miami it's offense, and what they've been able to do, and then Lamar Jackson, what he's been able to I do know. in Baltimore. The fear, I, I would be afraid to go to Miami mm-hmm. and to Baltimore. I'm not saying I wouldn't be fearful to go see Mahomes, but if I'm picking one, I'm picking those
5: top mm-hmm. two right now. Meanwhile, Buffalo, they yeah. can come and spoil the whole party it's and flip the town. table this weekend. But they, you know they have no fear going it to Arrowhead. They've mm-hmm. done it
3: before. Feels like it's been a long time since we've seen the Bills play. They weren't a to buy last week, so this all of a sudden connecting the dots comes very curious this weekend. Next weekend is a Saturday showdown. It's set up here exclusively on NFL Network. As I mentioned, it was December 16th. Game day kickoff begins at 10 a.m. Eastern. First, it's Vikings Bengals at 1 p.m. Eastern. Steelers Colts then locks it up at 4 o'clock. And then Broncos Lions wraps up your triple header all exclusively on NFL Network.
4: The belt is back, and it's time to check in on what the DBs did throughout the season All in this right. past week in week 13. Team. But first, we have to look at the top five as we go through and we talk about who is at the top right here. We're talking the belt. Let's look at last week's rankings and see where those guys all shook out. We had our guy, Deron Bland, at number one. Mm. We'll have to have a discussion yeah, about we will. him this week. Yep. With the various war, James Bradbury showed up, Jesse Bates had another interception, and then Javon Holland was inactive this week but had the 99-yard pick six at the a Hail Mary run. against the Jets. So, we look at the week's past, and now we move on. So, we're going to start right at number five, and we're going to go with the guy that ended up number one last week, and we're going to talk about this guy, Deron Bland. He remains on the list, and this is a little bit of body of work selection to keep him in the top five. Now, he still leads the league with 18 interceptions on the season. Eight. But, eight. I said 18. Eighteen. Hard. He's on pace. That's awesome. That that was all the talk last week. He's on pace (laughs) for this, that, and the third. And we're showing you the interception. This is him right here, matched up against Tyler Lockett. But he's on Tyler Lockett because in the first half, he was on DK Metcalf, and it did not end well. Gilmore had to switch over to cover Metcalf. He switched over to Lockett. Playing DB is a lonely position. Does not always go your way. Bounced back in the second half, played with confidence, came up with an interception. His entire body of work, the six-pick-sixes, the eight interceptions. That kept him on the list this week at number five. But it's like my mom used to say to me, Jay, you're skating on thin ice. I was the one with the smart mouth. She was always getting after me. That is Deron Bland at number four. All right, we're going to move right ahead to number four. And this is the second week in a row this guy is showing up on the list. This is Mr. Jesse Bates. I said it earlier in the show. I believe he's the best free agent signing in the NFL, and that includes the Indianapolis Colts picking up Gardner Mitch, who has been incredible. But this guy is on pace to be a first-team All-Pro this Season Jesse Bates leads his team in interceptions with five of them as Tim Boyle throws him a punt in the air and he goes out there <laughs> and he catches it as he's reading his eyes. He sees the over route and he goes and gets it. He's also leading his team in tackles with 92. He's also leading his team in forced fumbles with three on the season. And you can see last night watching the Cincinnati Bengals, they missed This guy along with Von Bell in the secondary at the safety. Shout out my guy Steve Jackson right there, the DB coach, going nuts on the sideline. He has been incredible. Jesse Bates, best free agent signing. All right, he was the best free agent signing from this past year. The guy that's going to be a free agent is number three. Bring up my guy, Antoine Winfield Jr. Okay. He may be the highest paid defender in the offseason when it comes to free agency if he does not stay in Tampa Bay. He has been a safety that plays all over the field this year. The interceptions, the passes, defense. He rushes the pass. it comes away with sacks as well. This guy also dresses in some eccentric stuff, which we may get to tomorrow. <laughs> but let's focus on today. Winfield had a pick to end the game. Also had a sack in this game, game ceiling. he shows up week in and week out making hits making plays he is all over the field much like his daddy i said it before stun like your daddy that is antoine winfield jr absolutely balling right there for the tampa bay buccaneers he jumped into mike evans shot after the game and called out a hall of famer that's mike evans on the sideline going crazy when he makes the interception trying to keep those bucks alive in the playoff hunt antoine winfield jr All right, from him, we're going to a young guy who missed some time, and he showed up and showed out. Derek Stingley Jr. was all over the field. Shrakes talked about his second interception this past week, was on IR earlier in the season dealing with a hamstring, but he is back, and he is back with a vengeance. Zero catches allowed in the game. Mm. You guys know how hard that is. Typically, you watch a guy with zero catch, you may say, oh, they didn't talk about him. No, they did because he came up with the ball as well. He's dealt with some injuries early on in his career. Through 15 games, though, he has five interceptions. And I know everybody's comparing it to Sauce Gardner's two interceptions. Don't disrespect Sauce, though. He's been out there absolutely balling, Dude, even if he hasn't come up with the takeaways. Awesome. But this interception is so amazing. Talking about working on his ball skills since his entire life. He goes up and snags that thing out of the air. That is not easy. The ground he covered, D'Amico Ryans, is fired up. Derek Stingley Jr. Then for number one, I'm going with a guy that was number two last week, and he continues to show up. This is not a name that everybody is familiar with. Traverius Ward, this guy came over from the Kansas City Chiefs, Signed with the 49ers a year ago. And Steve Wilks, when he got there, he was watching film. He's like, this guy's following the best receiver in the league, and he's making plays. This is a huge stat. 19 passes defense. The year Gilmore wow, won the defensive player of the year, he had 20 on the entire season. Ward already 19. He has been tested. Good on good. He followed A.J. Brown this entire game. He's number one on this list. A.J. Brown made plays. He made plays against Traverius Ward, but Traverius Ward also held his own. These were two shots in the end zone where he makes the pass breakup, tackles in the run game. This guy has been fun to watch the entire season. And when you're a top DB, look at him laying the wood, making a hit right there. And you're matched up against a top receiver, You're going to get some plays made on you. But you got to show up, play in and play out. And that's what Traveris Ward did. Mooney Ward. And this is the top five. Ward Stingley, Winfield Jr. Bates. And Bland skating on thin
2: ice right there at the number five spot. That is the belt for this week, guys. What do you think? All the way down to five. Yeah. And now, huge week for this guy. You just showed AJ Brown, yep. all the things he's doing. Smith. Let's see where Deron Bland is next week. Yeah. Huge assignments. No doubt about
4: it. The
3: 2019 LSU Tigers had a freshman in their secondary named Derek Stingley Jr. Ed Ogeron, I remember him telling us he could easily be in that wide receiver room with Jamar Chase mm. and Justin Jefferson, but they had enough guys already so Stingley wow. stayed on defense. I know. It was, fan- it was like, he said what? He's going to go hang with those guys and now you can tell on that pick how he's such a good hand.
5: No one's talking about Charvarius Ward. This show is talking about Charvarius Ward. You watch the tape. Niners have all these guys up front. Ward is the guy doing on the back end.
4: Yeah, he's been balling. Following the best receiver around, Lenore going opposite of him, and he's the guy making the plays.
3: You had to get Jesse Bates in here at the top of the show because he was coming on the belt later. He's
4: he's steadily going this way. He's steadily going this way.
3: Exactly. Very good. That was the belt. Anytime Kyle can wear a prop uh, is good television.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring,
7: Yeah, I, yeah. Because you gotta think, Love he's gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the exactly. Olympics, he's gonna guard. And then on Love top of it, like that. See that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out my room crying, <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. at the night. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember
0: what so. I told you? I said, I said, OJ, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? You think I need it? Ain't <laughs> <Nick?"> <laughs>
7: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: All right, Fab Five, we do the best rookies each week. This week, uh, two different franchises are really well represented. We're going to get into it right now. We're going to start with one of them, the Houston Texans are all over the place in our conversations at Good Morning Football. And Will Anderson Jr. was all over the place on Sunday against the Broncos. He was the best defensive player in the game. We got to know him on the show. Jamie did an amazing feature with him before the draft last year. And he has developed and has now exceeded expectations despite a lot of people wondering, really? You're going to trade a future first-round pick mm-hmm. to move up to get a defensive end? Will Anderson was amazing in this game. So amazing that his numbers are putting up historic levels of significance when you look at the PFF charts that they have. Now, look, we're going to get to that in a second. I think you first have to see the numbers. Five tackles, two for a loss, two sacks, four quarterback hits, and a pass deflection, which led to one of Stingley's interceptions. D'Amico Ryans, one of the great Alabama defensive players of all time, talking about Will Anderson, his player, one of the great Alabama defensive players of all time. Take a listen. think now...
7: He gets the spotlight because, you know, the numbers of the sacks and those
4: things, but that's who he's been all year, and that's what I'm most proud of. He's been consistent. He's been wreaking havoc all year.
5: We love PFF for some of their in-the-weeds numbers. This is rookie since 2006, the highest pass rush win rate. I mean, you're coming in. Can you get by your guy? Alden Smith was an absolute beast. Joey Bosa, of course. Carl Lawson, great rookie year with Cincinnati. Will Anderson, fourth all-time, going back to 2006, his win rate as a pass rusher. Amazing. Number four, we go to Detroit, where Sam Laporta was all over the field in that win over the New Orleans Saints. Laporta has played like he's a veteran. Looks like he's Gronk with the 87 out there, and he was absolutely dominant in this game. He's had a great rookie season already, forget, Detroit going into this game, two bad offensive performances in a row. They lost one of these games, and they were lucky to beat the Bears in the game beforehand. Laporta says, just throw it to me. Let's get it going. Detroit's offense looked good. Laporta was great. His numbers, nine receptions, 140 receiving yards, and a touchdown. You look at that, what rookie tight ends in the history of the sport have done that? Only four. Two of them, Hall of Famers, Pete Mitchell, hey, Mitchell. in that 95 season with Mark Brunell throwing him left-handed passes. Mark Brunel, now the quarterback's coach in Detroit. Out. There we go. There's your connective tissue. Laporta, awesome rookie season. If C.J. Stroud wasn't out there, I'm telling you, we'd be talking about Laporta as Offensive mm. Rookie of the Year. Mm. Number three, we're going to defensive side of the ball. How about nose tackle Kobe Turner that lines Yay. up next to Aaron Donald and has been absolutely menacing this season for the Rams. Turner, a sack and a half in this game. He had two sacks the week beforehand. Kobe Turner comes in as a rookie, a day three pick, and has been absolutely sensational. Aaron Donald, of course, demands all the attention up front. Kobe Turner, he's the one helping out on these safeties like that. Kobe Turner, we see you. The Rams rookie class has been electric. We're going that way for number two.
2: Okay.
5: Puka Nakua. Here we go. Uh- Puka was all over the field again. Stafford looks off his man, but Nakua hits the afterburners and goes. We know now. He had a 4-5-7 40 time, (laughs) and yet he plays so much faster than that. It's in the run game, too. He had an incredible running play that was taken back because of a holding penalty, 45 yards. How about the passing and catching here on this one? Nakua and just the extra level. He's got it. He can do it. Historically speaking, he is as good a rookie wide receiver as we've ever seen in the league. I know that sounds like it's, it's an exaggeration, a hyperbole. Look at this. This is considered with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, maybe the greatest rookie season we've ever seen from a wide receiver spot. Take a look at their numbers through 12 games. Puka, 30 more receptions. Puka, 15 more yards. Puka has a couple Touchdown. touchdowns. Randy, that was his game. Of course. But you're talking about Randy Moss comparisons. The next boards we'll show in the next couple of weeks are Puka with Jamar Chase, with Justin Jefferson, the greatest rookie wide receiver seasons of all time, Puka Nakua is already in the comments. This full
2: screen is, is like, is so reactive. Yes. I feel like this would set off a Some firestorm jar. of, like, of takes and controversies and the game isn't what it used to be, and, like, yeah. I'm just staring Puka's at Puka's Randy. Yeah, this is unbelievable.
3: It gave you kind of an evil laugh when you first
5: saw it. I know. It. It's nuts. 77 catches through 12 games, and he's got more to come. All right, number one, as he's been all season long... You go and you beat a team that's won five straight games and you find the key drives at the end, you're on the list and you're number one. C.J. Stroud, the numbers... How are they going to be without Dalton Schultz? How are they going to be without Tank Dell? How about 191 receiving yards for Nico Collins, finding another wide receiver to get the job done? They dealt with adversity. They lost their wide receiver in Dell, and they found a way to bounce back. C.J. Stroud was electric again. Yes, Denver's defense came to play, but in the biggest of moments, Nico Collins was in there on every single play. Again, 191 yards from the receiver spot, and then you look at what C.J.'s done over the last five games. He's been incredible. Most passing yards in five-game span in the history of football for rookies. C.J. Stroud's number one. Number one over Andrew Luck. Number one over Cam Newton. And you know the crazy part? Earlier in the season, he had a five-game stretch (laughs) that he had 1,606 yards. This is historic stuff, folks. He's already your Rookie of the Year. He's already the story of the season. Just how historic can this season be for C.J. Stroud? That's the question. He's continuing to marvel us. Went in there against a team that had five straight wins and said, no, no, I'll be the one to stop it. Here is the list as a whole. C.J. Stroud, Puka Nakua, Kobe Turner, Laporta, and Anderson. Picks from all over the draft. You got two and three. Then you got day three guys, and you've got Laporta, who might be the best rookie tight end we've seen in the league in years. The table, guys. Nice. What
4: inside. I love is number three, Kobe Turner. You're talking about a nose tackle who lines up next to Aaron Donald. That a lot of people don't know his name. I think about Sebastian Joseph Day, who was a young guy who lined up next to Aaron Donald, and now he ended up getting paid, moving on, but a guy that learned a lot from him. And then just Randy Moss, 30 less receptions, but yards only 15 less. Deep ball, like just rookie year Randy Moss is incredible.
3: There should be an automatic qual- qualifier for rookie of the year. When you beat your own records within one season yeah. and that one season is still your rookie season in the NFL, like CJ Stroud did. Peter, that's ridiculous. It's
2: crazy. I got cute this week in fantasy and I grabbed the Broncos D. And I wanted to because <laughs> like, they've been hot and I'm like, oh, they'll get, the, CJ will have a rough week and I'll have three interceptions. He didn't. It didn't pay off. I didn't win. And Peter, if I have it right, I think the Texans are coming to Jersey this week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Look out.
5: I Robert Sala used to be the mentor to D'Amico Ryans yes. in Houston when he was a player. Oh. Then Sala goes to be the defensive coordinator. He helps hire D'Amico Ryans okay. as a coach. Now we've got this game, okay. and CJ Stroud will be out there. That's cool. uh, love this list. Love that it's Rams and Texans on the list. I know. Two teams we did not expect much from before the season. What a lion.
2: Come on now. It's <laughs> awesome.
3: I got cute this week and bench the Texans, D. What was I thinking? Yeah. yeah. I'm like get cute in right? I, yeah. I, I, won
2: I won my, I won my game. I, okay. Can't, okay. I can't, I can't yeah. relate. Good
5: job. I can't uh, relate.